Thank you for investing your time in this program. You're listening to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast from the offices of Bible Tracks Incorporated. I'm the host, Evangelist Mike McCurry, and Executive Director of BTI. I greatly appreciate the fact that you would join us once again today. We're listening to Dr. Paul Levine. He's the founder of both Bible Tracks Incorporated and Bible Tract Echoes, and he's been talking to us about the concept, the topic of friends. We're going to continue in the message in just one moment. We've been listening throughout this week to sections of it. It's a pertinent, it's convicting topic for all of us, all the listeners that are under the sound of my voice right now, whether young or old, we must be careful, very careful about our friends. Our Father, the one who loves us, God Almighty, he is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. But oftentimes we abandon his counsel, his leading, his word on the advice of friends. How foolish, how foolish can we be? Today, as we jump back into the message with Dr. Paul, he's going to begin with an illustration about a young man or two from Youngstown, Ohio. I actually had the opportunity to help with a church plant years ago in Youngstown, Ohio. Pastor Mike Williams, they're good friends of ours and supporters of our ministry, actually, there at Youngstown Baptist Church. We and our church had the opportunity to be a part of that church plant, and we're so excited for the work that they continue to do there. But let me give you some context as he gives this illustration on Youngstown in just a moment. Dr. Paul does. Youngstown is situated between Chicago and New York. As far as geographically, it's almost centrally located. And due to the mob business that went on, the gangster business that went on in both of those large cities, Chicago and New York, Youngstown was a stopping point where a lot of mob business took place in between those two large cities. And so as he talks about, Dr. Paul does, about a bomb going off in a car you'll realize maybe some of the background that is attached to a circumstance like that. Now listen, if you would, to Dr. Paul Levine as he continues to talk about friends. Over in Youngstown, Ohio, just before I went there for one of our series of meetings, little boy and his buddy from across the street playing in the front yard. So the father came out and said to his little son, I'm going to get in the car and go down to the grocery store, coming right back. Would you like to go along? The little boy said, yes. Can I bring my friend? Yes. The little friend who lived across the street said, I can't go. Let's ask my mommy first. That's sissy business, isn't it? Got to ask your mommy. Yes, I got to ask my mommy. Now hold it. We're only going a few blocks. We're coming right back. I know. The little boy could have said, I know that. But the rule at our house says I don't go anywhere with anybody unless I ask my mother first. Well, if you've got to ask your mother, I can imagine him saying, hurry up and go across the street and ask your mother then. So the little boy trots across the street to ask his mother if he can go along. And while he's across the street, the father and the son get in the car. And the father put the key in the ignition and turned on the ignition and didn't know it, but there was a bomb wired to the ignition. And when he turned on the ignition, the bomb exploded and blew that father and that son to death and demolished the car. If that little boy hadn't obeyed the rules, that is, mother and dad laid down, he'd have died in that car. But he honored his mother in disrespect for his mother and dad. Now look, are you right with your mother and dad tonight? You've lied to them. You've disappointed them. You've double-crossed them. You ought to get right with them. You ought to get right with your brothers and sisters. 
And you ought to go home and put your arms around your dad and say, Dad, I've been, I've been rebellious. I've been mean. I've had a chip on my shoulder. I've had hate in my life. And Dad, I'm sorry that I've acted like a fool and I confess it and I want your forgiveness. You ought to do that. You ought to go home and talk to your dad about that or your mother. And get right, not only with your brothers and sisters, but get right with your mother and dad. He taught him something else. He not only taught him to be deceitful and lie and disrespect for his parents, but he taught him, he taught him to disobey the law. You see, his dad was the king. And the law of the land was against this raping business. And when his friend, when John and Dad said to Amnon, you go ahead, act like you're sick, get the girl in there and then force her and rape her, he was advising him how he could pull a scheme whereby he could break the law of the land and he taught him disrespect for authority. Rightly constituted authority, he taught him disrespect for that. Did you know that in 1978 there were 5 million teenagers in direct contact with the police? Did you know that 60% of all the cars that are stolen are stolen by young people 18 years and under? Even though the Bible says, Thou shalt not steal, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands. But here's a, a friend who says, Break the law. Lie to your parents. Rape your sister. Boy, what a friend he turned out to be. And this dumb guy listened to him. He listened to him. He taught him something else. He taught him how to defile his body and her body with illicit sex. It's spoken of as shame in verse 13. You know, this sin is so common. And there are so many, according to reliable statistics, listen now, there are so many millions of teenagers having sex together by the millions that you wouldn't believe it. Think about a million girls becoming pregnant every year. Imagine how many more are engaging in this illicit sex outside of marriage, defiling their bodies. What does God have to say about that? God says, what? Know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Now, if you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit's living in your body. Imagine engaging in some kind of immorality and defiling with dirty, stinking, rotten sin the temple of God where the Holy Spirit lives. You're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in big trouble. Well, you say, I'm not saved, so I'm not in trouble. Yes, you are in trouble because the Bible says in Hebrews 13, 4, marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled. What does that mean? That means the marriage bed's undefiled. That's what that means. He's not talking about a bed in a motel where people shack up. He's not talking a house in a house where two people live together without bothering to get married. He's not talking about the back seat of an automobile or a blanket out on the beach somewhere. He's talking about the marriage bed. That bed is undefiled. But in that same verse it says, whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. Now I want to tell you something. If you're guilty of this sin, you either confess it and get right with God and get forgiveness or already the wrath of God is aimed right straight at you. And you are not going to get by. 
You say, nobody knows, only the two of us. Nobody except God. And he knows it. He knows it. Imagine having a friend teach you how to go out into sin and encourage you to defile your body. You can defile your body other ways, too. Friends encourage you and teach you and tempt you and entice you to defile your body with cigarettes or with drugs or with liquor or with dirty literature. Young folks, look, don't be dumb enough to listen to people like that or so-called friends. You don't need to learn lessons like that. They, they say, come on and see what it's like. Don't you want to know what a cigarette tastes like? Aren't you curious? Wouldn't you like to know what beer tastes like and a little wine? And wouldn't you like to know what an LSD trip is like? How about a little marijuana? Wouldn't you like that? Don't play with that now, son. Uh, wouldn't you like to try it? Look him in the eye and say, no, I don't want to try it. Don't be a softy. Don't be a sissy. Don't be a dirty, yellow coward and do everything that their so-called friends want you to do. Oh, how we long to see young people with some grit. I mean, holy grit and real backbone, like a railroad tie. And you're out with the crowd and you're in the car. So they pass around a bottle. And everybody takes a swig of the bottle. The girls and the boys both. Comes your turn. Go on. See what it's like. Try it. It won't hurt you. They're a bunch of liars. They will too hurt you. Now, if you drink it, you're as low down and as you and wicked and soft as they are. You haven't got any guts at all. And you're going to go with them and you're going to fall with them and go their way and go to perdition with them. Wouldn't it be great just to see a generation of young people with some holy boldness and some backbone? When they try to get you to defile your body, you look them in the eye and say, no. Now, if you want to defile your body with that tobacco or that liquor or that drugs or that rock music or those pinup pictures or those dirty magazines or those girly books, now, if you haven't got any more sense than to defile your life and your mind and your body with that, well, go ahead, but you just count me out because I am not going to sink to your level and I'm not going to listen to you. Now, when are you ever going to get strong enough, young man and young lady, get up on your hind legs and stand for something once instead of being led around like an animal with a ring in his nose doing what everybody else wants you to do? That's what Amnon did. You better try it. So you won't be so dumb. You better be dumb when it comes to evil and be wise when it comes to good. They say, don't you want to learn? Yeah, you'll learn all right when the payday rolls around. Here's a young man listening to his friend. Lied to his parents. Showed disrespect to his parents. Double-crossed his parents. Disobeyed the law. Defiled his body. Defiled the body of that girl. He wasn't right with his parents. He wasn't right with his country. He wasn't right with his sister. He wasn't, and he wasn't even right with himself because of his sin. One more thing. In just a moment, we'll close out this broadcast. But let me say to you, Dr. Paul got very real with us and with good reason. You see, he preached this message in 1981. 
40 years ago, and everything he is saying all the way back then is still true, sadly true today. You and I, we must be careful of our friends. Let me advise you to be very careful of who you call a friend. Dr. Paul, is he intense about this subject? Absolutely. And one of the reasons for that is he has seen dozens, if not hundreds of young people ruin their life because of their friends. I don't care if you're going through a midlife crisis or or if you're a senior saint or a young person. We must all be careful of our friends. Tomorrow, join us as we conclude this topic and this theme of friends. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.